It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the Good morning and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Jennifer Schmidt, nutrition educator, and I am thrilled to say I have overcome a very serious eating disorder through nutrition. So yes, I have that nutrition passion, not only because of how nutrition has helped me, but also in seeing how others have overcome serious health conditions by changing what they put in their mouths every day. And you know, frankly, my friends and family kind of get tired of hearing about hearing all the talk about the real power of food. So I'm pleased when I get to host Dishing Up Nutrition to give my family and friends a break. (laughs) Good morning. I am Brittany Thomas. I am a registered and licensed dietitian and co-host of Dishing Up Nutrition this morning. And Jennifer has overcome an eating disorder, and I have overcome another complex health condition called polycystic ovarian syndrome, also known as PCOS. So today we are going to talk all about how and why people gain weight easily when they have PCOS. It's going to be a good show, girls. I'm glad to be on with you this morning. I'm Marcy Vasky, and I'm a licensed nutritionist. And as we've stated that all of us here today, we've all dealt with some serious health issues. And, you know, like Jennifer, I've also overcome an eating disorder with the help of nutrition. And some of you might be asking, well... How did you do that with nutrition? Well, you know, what I really realized was that I had many food sensitivities. I think, Jennifer, you found that you had some food sensitivities. And, you know, once I stopped eating that dairy and gluten, um, things became a lot more clear for me and had a lot of relief with that chronic pain that I was having in my stomach. But, you know, enough about me and all that (laughs) jazz. We're here today to talk about um, something that's really important, polycystic ovarian syndrome. So what is polycystic ovarian syndrome or otherwise known as PCOS? Um, It's how it's uh, something that affects women. So it's a women's disease. But really in a roundabout way, it does affect the men in our life because PCOS is actually believed to be responsible for about 70% of infertility that couples experience. That is a lot. Wow, that That is is a lot. lot. Yeah, you know, and I bet that's new information for people. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it may surprise you that PCOS affects between 5 to 20% of women who are of childbearing age. And so we know that PCOS is never negatively affects fertility, but what else does it affect, and why do some people get PCOS? That's a great and loaded question. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Because PCOS is a complex um, uh, situation to have or um, issue. And as nutritionists, you know, we work with a lot of women experiencing this. And most often it's because they want to have a family. Mm -hmm. They're ready to start that family and, and they want to figure out how to do it in a healthy way. You know, we said that 5 to 20% of women have PCOS, but they don't even know it. So many women, even some clients that I've had, you know, I've asked the question, they're like, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I said, well, maybe we should go back in and, you know, review that a little bit. But they haven't been diagnosed. So let's take a look at some of these symptoms that women may be experiencing. 
Yeah, let's look. One of them, certainly weight gain is one of the leading symptoms. And, you know, many of these women are actually considered obese. And in fact, you know, research shows that 60% of women um, with PCOS are obese, which that is a great number. That is a lot. You know, but other symptoms women with PCOS will experience, they look like acne or thinning hair on the head, which is called alopecia. Um, but the, what they're going to find is that they're going to have excess body hair elsewhere, which mm-hmm. no woman wants excess no. body hair anywhere. So it's going to be facial hair, chest. They might find it back or upper arms or legs. Um, you know, we can make light of some of these, you know, just to get through it so we don't cry, right? Because <laughs> we don't, <laughs> nobody wants the extra hair. But this is really frustrating symptoms for these women to have. Absolutely. And another big symptom is irregular menstrual cycles. And sometimes that actually starts in adolescence. You know, and some women with PCOS develop ovarian cysts. So what are ovarian cysts? Well, think of them like little pimples that are cysts that develop inside of the ovaries, which can break open, causing severe pain, which is not fun. You know, I have friends that mm-hmm. this has happened to and they've ended up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But what exactly does polycystic ovarian syndrome mean? Well, the word poly means many, and cystic means that there are little sacs of fluid that are called cysts inside the two ovaries that women have. And these cysts can actually break open. So think about if you've ever had an acne breakout and maybe one of your pimples pops, that hurts. That's really painful. Well, that's what it's like when a cyst breaks inside the ovary, but it's a lot more painful. The other factor that's so frustrating is that these women with PCOS can gain weight very easily. Yeah, I have had that happen to me twice. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, it is not a fun experience at all. Um, And, you know, it's important to mention we're talking about a lot of different symptoms that women can have, but it affects every woman very differently. So some women may have all of these symptoms that we've talked about and some of them may only have a couple. And even though the condition is called polycystic ovarian syndrome, some women with PCOS don't even have cysts on their ovaries. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Yes. And that's great to point that out, Brittany. But, you know, getting back to the weight gain piece, because that does affect so many women with PCOS, I'm sure you ladies have heard people say this, and some of you listeners have probably said it, I just look at a brownie and I gain five pounds. For sure. I just had somebody tell me that yesterday. I just smell a baked good and I gain weight. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, that's how it feels for many women with PCOS. They have to be very careful about what they eat. And I personally know I do have to be very careful. Otherwise, I can gain weight very easily. You know, and last week we had Gary Tobbs on Dishing Up Nutrition Um, He was actually discussing his book, The Case Against Sugar, and in his book, he talked about how the rate of diabetes has increased since people have been eating more and more sugar, Mm -hmm. right? We can see that. We see that with our clients and and just in general um, society, you know, but guess what? He also related that the increased rate of PCOS with women eating more processed carbs and sugar were found as well. So there's there's some correlation yes, there. I think we're finding absolutely. And you know, there's different types of PCOS. 
But at the root of it for most women is this insulin resistance we're going to talk about. So that gets back to the processed carbohydrates, all the sugar that's in that's in our food. It's right. everywhere. Perfect. Yeah, that's right, Brittany. Because weight gain is one of the most common symptoms, what's the connection to insulin resistance? In our weight and wellness series, we graphically explain insulin resistance. In fact, I just did this in my class on Monday in Lakeville. So let's try to help you visualize your cells which have become resistant to insulin. All right, everybody, get your thinking caps on. Here we go. (laughs) So first, think of all the cells we have in our body. You know, I'm always talking to my clients about their cells, and they look at me like, you're a little crazy, but I assure (laughs) them that their cells are very important. Um, So each cell has little insulin receptor doors that will open in which it allows the insulin to carry that glucose or sugar into the cell for energy. So what happens if we eat too many processed foods? Well, when we eat those carbohydrates, our body tells our pancreas to make insulin. And if we're eating too many processed carbohydrates, then our body produces too much insulin. That actually coats those receptor doors, causing them to partially close. So some of that extra glucose that isn't getting brought into the cell, that's just going to get stored as body fat. Right. You know, insulin is our primary fat storage hormone, and it's also our master hormone, which means it affects many different hormones and in turn affects different areas of our body. So that insulin resistance, that's actually when your cells have developed like a covering, a crust over the top of the receptor, which blocks that ability for glucose to get carried into our cells as efficiently And, you know, before we talk about this more and we take a deeper dive, we need to take a commercial break already. All right. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and today we are discussing how PCOS and weight gain are connected. And next week, we are kicking off our half-price Spring into Health classes at all seven weight and wellness locations. So there's seven new classes offered to you, our listeners, and our clients At 50% off. Wow. So each class is only $12.50. So everybody call in today. Sign up. I mean, that's like two mochas at (laughs) Starbucks. There you go. Yeah. So I encourage you to sign up because we do have limited seating. And I would imagine a lot of these classes are going to fill up very quickly. Mm -hmm. So to sign up, give our offices a call at 651-699-3438. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, we get a lot of great feedback from our our, our class participants, right, girls? We do. Right. It's, it's so fun. It is so fun to read it all. And one of our participants, Molly, who just completed that our 12-week Nutrition for Weight Loss program, she was so excited and jazzed about her new improved health. And what she had to say was this. My blood sugar numbers went from 296 to 100 in 12 weeks, Wow! which is fantastic and so hard to do. Um, She says, I actually reversed my type 2 diabetes. Again, wow. Um, My skin is much better. My anxiety is gone. My sleep is better. And I'm so, so happy. You know, great feedback. And 
And she also says that Melanie and Aura Lee, who are our teachers, she says, are amazing teachers, and I feel like they saved my life. I am in this for life. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. So what a fantastic Aww, story. Yeah. I'm so like happy that. for her. You know, and it's those great stories of health improvement from just eating what, guys? Real, Real food, food, right? It's just, and fasting blood sugar readings at the beginning of the class, like uh, I mentioned, were 296, went down to 100. And 296 is high. That's dangerously yes, yeah, high. Um, so good work, Molly. We're really, we're really proud of you. And thank you for sharing those, those words. So before we went to break, we were talking about insulin resistance and, and what that even means. That's right. You know, so we need to dig just a little bit deeper. We have the basics. So how does this relate to PCOS? Well, women with PCOS really seem to have a defect in their insulin signaling pathway, which means they be, they can become insulin resistant mm-hmm. much more easy, right? Yep. So what does this mean if you have PCOS and, and what does this insulin resistance mean for you? Well, you really have to reverse this insulin resistance to be able to reverse your other PCOS symptoms. They are so connected. And, you know, that was absolutely a key part for me. And I know my body is more sensitive to carbohydrates than, you know, my friends, Mm -hmm. um, family members. So I just have to be really mindful on a daily basis. But I know that we have so much information and the support. You, too, can also reverse your insulin resistance. And if you have PCOS, you can reverse your PCOS symptoms. It's, that's an amazing it thing, is. right? Really and is. so I think, Brittany, just giving saying that gives mm-hmm. people so much hope. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And, and we do that through food. Mm-hmm. Food. Simple food. Yep. We say it all the time. Real food is so powerful, just like mm-hmm. Molly's story. You know, women who have too much insulin creating a state of insulin resistance may often struggle with their sex hormones because the insulin resistance can also affect those hormones. You know, I think we often forget that insulin is actually a hormone. Mm-hmm. Right. And women with PCOS have a seven times greater risk for developing type 2 diabetes. And why is that? Because insulin resistance can lead to type 2 diabetes. It certainly can. That is an alarming statistic. It is. So, you know, I've just come to realize I have to be in charge of my own food. I am the captain of my own ship. So I have really eliminated or limited those processed carbohydrates. So you might be wondering, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Well, these foods, I'm not going to say never because I'm not perfect. None of so us I'm going to say they are. hardly ever cross my lips. Pasta, um, juice, brownies, granola bars, um, donuts, sweetened beverages. And of course, the list goes on and on. So maybe think about what are you eating that has so much sugar? Maybe you're grabbing a Gatorade after you work out, thinking that you're rehydrating yourself. Well, that 20-ounce Gatorade is giving you nine teaspoons of sugar. Nine teaspoons only. Yeah, it's sugar water, basically. (laughs) It is. It's just terrible. Um, I wish they would quit promoting it. But 
We'll live through it, right, girls? <laughs> they'll come. They'll come to nutritional weight and wellness, and we'll have to talk them off the the ledge of their Gatorade. That's right. You know, and actually, I've I've helped a couple clients that have come in, um, you know, into my office looking for some weight loss. And both of these women were wanting to get pregnant, but they have PCOS, and you know, they were on birth control for their symptom relief. But they wanted to do this in a healthier way. So what we did is just, you know, I sat down with them and we put a meal plan together that helped to balance their blood sugar and, you know, work on that insulin resistance. So what did they have to do? They had to stop eating the cereal in the morning mm-hmm. with milk. And they had to stop, you know, grabbing that quick uh, granola bar, like you said, yeah. granola mm-hmm. bars. Guess how many teaspoons that turns? How many, Marcy? Seven. Wow. I know, right? So we just, you know, and people are like, oh, I just had a granola bar. No, you just had seven teaspoons of sugar (laughs) is what you really had. You know, but as I worked with these women, their insulin resistance slowly started to heal itself and their blood sugar was more balanced and their symptoms, they had a lot of symptom relief. So it was very exciting. That's that's the powerful story, Marcy. Power of real food again. Mm-hmm. So giving up sugar and processed carbs is hard. It's hard for me, which is why I see my dietitian, Brittany, every month because I don't want to go back to my old ways. You know, I've said it before. My meetings with my nutritionist has been life-saving for me. Yes, life-saving for sure. And a journey. Definitely a journey. And, you know, again, last weekend we had Gary Tobbs on, the author of The Case Against Sugar, and he pointed out that, and this is interesting, so everybody listen, that our nutrition researchers in the 1960s gave us the wrong information about nutrition and health. Can you believe that? We got the wrong information, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, and in, here's one example. A researcher named Ansel Keys, right here from the University of Minnesota, he pointed the finger at saturated fats as a cause of weight gain, diabetes, and heart disease, which we are now realizing was wrong. Mm-hmm. Wrong information. And the real culprit is sugar and processed carbs. So, you know... These foods will lead to type 2 diabetes, that insulin resistance we keep talking about, and then possibly PCOS and, of course, weight gain, mm-hmm. right? You know, as we look at the habits, I think we have to go to yeah, a break. we do. All right. You- so you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition today, and we're discussing polycystic ovarian syndrome and weight gain. We talked earlier about one of the causes of PCOS is insulin resistance. And coming up later this month is our popular Weight and Wellness Weekend series. In class two of this series, you will learn all about our insulin resistance that we've been talking about so much today and how to keep your blood sugars balanced, just like we've been talking about Uh, This is great for people who live out of town so that they can come into our great state of Minnesota and take our six-week series class in just one weekend. And you'll learn from six different passionate educators. You'll receive the Weight and Wellness Cookbook, a nutrition guide, and RNs. Don't forget, you can receive 14.4 CEUs, and you'll be treated with a a delicious lunch and snacks. So the Weight and Wellness series will be in our St. Paul location Friday, April 27th through Sunday, April 23rd. 
to sign up. Um, or if you have any questions, you know, just give our offices a call at 651-699-3438. There are some things we wish for you to do what everyone else can do. Hop in your car, go to work, slip right into a movie seat. Now there's a perk. Buy cute jeans right off the rack. Dance at the next wedding to love shack. Play tag with your kids and hear them say, that was the most awesomest day. Walk your dog, jog, or both just because you can. Comfortably fly coach all the way to Japan. Be there on graduation day, especially if it's yours and you got your MBA. Meet your greatest love and ride off into the sun. This is your life. Go live it. You've only got one. If you think you've tried everything to lose the weight that's keeping you from your best life, think again. Learn the new science of weight loss in the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, on-site or online. You can do this. We'll help you. You're not alone. This is a promise, not just a poem. Join us at weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, because of my past eating habits, uh, I struggled with PCOS. So I get it. But I also believed that believe that you need to be diligent and careful about your eating so you can reverse that PCOS too. So I encourage you to make an appointment with one of the nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Most women do best, especially at the beginning, to come in very frequently. Definitely. So maybe bi-weekly. Some people feel like they need every week Mm -hmm. to help conquer your cravings, reduce that insulin resistance, and rebalance those hormones. Because it's hard. It's hard to do. It's hard. And for many women and, you know, people, it's um, just learning a whole new lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So it can be radical change. Yes, definitely. Very overwhelming. And so we can support you through that. So call us at 651-699-3438. If you have any questions, I will personally return your calls. And this will be true for long-distance callers as well. So just leave your number and name, and then I will call you back, and we can talk about it. Because I, I totally understand your your frustrations. And, you know, your insurance might even cover coming in, which is an amazing perk. Yes, definitely. So, and then I also help women with the fertility problems with PCOS as well. So again, my name is Brittany. Feel free to call, leave a message, and I will return your call. That's very nice of you, Brittany. All right. Uh, We have all sorts of great nutritionists on our staff that, um, you know, are really helpful that way. You know, so before we were went to break, we were talking about um, a little bit of research and that um, saturated fat maybe isn't really as evil Mm as we once believed. Right, guys? Right. Really what it is, is that sugar and processed carbohydrates are causing a lot of our disease in, in our society today. That's right, Marcy. You know, as we look at the eating habits of eight-year-olds or 10-year-olds or even teenagers, what do we often find, guys? Sugar, 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 right? Their insulin receptors are just getting overwhelmed with the sugar, which requires the pancreas to produce more insulin, which leads down the path to insulin resistance and for many, PCOS. So how do we stop the sugar tsunami? That Mm -hmm. is a good question. Well, we know that PCOS is a very complex health condition. And 
so is type 2 diabetes, so is insulin resistance. And very often we have these people with these health conditions and they're hungry all the time. Right, and they don't understand. Why am I hungry all the time? I'm just eating like crazy. Mm -hmm. And they crave so much sugar and processed carbohydrates. So as nutritionists and nutrition educators, we really try to help them understand their hunger is a blood sugar problem. Yeah. It is a biochemical problem. Yes, right. it's and much deeper. It is. And, yeah. you know, it is not a willpower issue. And I really try to remind my clients and my class participants of this frequently. Definitely. Because we so easily get very upset with ourselves. And and then that can turn into a vicious cycle. Definitely. Well, I don't think anyone's really been taught that, exactly. oh, you crave sugar because it's your blood sugar. Exactly. I mean, mostly they're saying you're just, you can't take it. You can't stand up for the challenge yeah. here. So yeah. it's a whole mind thing going. It it's not just uh, simple. That's and, right. You know, so that means women with PCOS, they really need to eat more frequently. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you really helps you? And if I, yes, if I don't, my cravings come back with a vengeance. Oh, how interesting. So even if I, you know, get too busy and I don't Mm -hmm. have an afternoon snack, I'm driving home from work and I want pizza or a sandwich or some ice cream. Mm -hmm. And I just know it's a blood sugar issue. That's right. It's a blood sugar issue. And people that don't realize that get into that Mm self-blame. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, Brittany, you had polycystic ovarian syndrome for many years before you even knew you had PCOS. What do you believe the cause was? Well, I think there was maybe a few contributing factors, but what I do know is my eating habits in the past were not very good. Oh, what do you I mean? Was eating. Would you like to share some of those lovely eating so habits? So many carbohydrates, <laughs> lots of pasta, lots of bread, very, very, very little protein. Right. And although I didn't buy low fat foods, I was not getting healthy fat mm-hmm. in my diet that I now know is absolutely crucial for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So those foods were really just causing my blood sugar to be yeah. all you know wonky, creating the insulin resistance. Like what was your favorite? Oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> there were so many she, she doesn't know. <laughs> Any sort of baked good. There we go, yes. right? And they were the foods you craved. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I could eat, you know, multiple brownies or cookies yeah. if they were in front of me. So you can relate to the, the brownie person oh, that yes. we were talking about at the beginning of this, yes. the show. So, you know, when you eat, eat, eat the correct foods... You actually lose weight and you have less insulin resistance, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to teach today. And that's what we teach in all of our classes. Um, if you eat a type of good protein, so like a meat or a fish, and of course, a nice um, roundabout or not roundabout, but a variety of veggies and a, some good healthy fats at least five times a day, you're going to have much better blood sugar and and working on that insulin resistance if you are, you're struggling with that PCOS. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're going to have a lot more energy too, which For is absolutely great, great point, Jennifer. You know, now we also know that there are other reasons for PCOS besides those excess carbohydrates. You know, maybe you have food sensitivities right. like myself. Maybe gluten and dairy products are a problem for you. 
That's that's a great thing to point mm-hmm. out. Um, you know, like myself too. Those those uh, gluten dairy sensitivities could be an issue, um, or maybe you've been exposed to toxic chemicals. You know, a lot of people don't think about yes. those pesticides and everything floating around in the air. Um, but what happens is that toxic toxic chemicals can really create excess estrogen in our bodies. And so how is that, you know, affecting your hormones mm-hmm. and PCOS? Yep. Well, you know, it often takes one or two years to actually reverse that insulin resistance. And even when people are very careful with their carb intake, uh, but don't feel discouraged by one or two years because the point we want to make is that you can heal. And so yes. there's a lot of hope in that. And Brittany is our really our living proof in this room today that hard work and, of course, good support, you can really turn that PCOS around for yourself. That's right. Absolutely. Well, remember a little while ago we were talking about those cysts that many people with PCOS get. Well, we understand and researchers tell us that those little cysts or those sacs that are filled with fluid develop in some women's ovaries because of insulin resistance. That's right. You know, and you may be shaking your head saying, how does insulin resistance cause those cysts to develop inside the ovaries? Well, insulin resistance causes inflammation in our body, right, Mm -hmm. girls? Mm -hmm. So it's um, it's also then creating those sacs and cysts in our ovaries. And in reality, PCOS is is another inflammation problem going on in our body. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Well, and we know, you know, MS is an inflammation problem. We know that Crohn's, knee pain, lupus, heart disease, those are all inflammatory conditions. Mm -hmm. That's right. So you guys. How do we get our cell receptors to open and start working again? You know, sugar and processed carbohydrates, you know, kind of cause that problem. So how mm-hmm. how do we open up those cell receptors? You know, what it really is neat is that researchers have found that when sugar is removed from our diet, um, cancer patients' tumors stop growing in the diet of cancer patients. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So you can see why we are always re- recommending, you know, really reducing that sugar to prevent any um, more disease in the body. Mm-hmm. And so we know weight loss is a huge goal for many women with PCOS, but another compelling factor to people to change their eating is their desire to have a family. And This was a huge driving factor for me. When I first found out about it, my gynecologist told me, don't worry about it. We're not going to have you change anything. When you want to get pregnant, you just come and see me. I will give you a pill to tell your body to ovulate. Oh, simple. So I walked out of that office and I was bound and determined to figure this out on with just food and proper supplementation and now I'm very confident that when I decide to have children in the next couple of years, that it won't be an issue. It will be easy for me because I've done all this hard work to to heal my body. And, you know, as nutritionists, we have a lot of women that come in with infertility problems. We do. And, and it's hard to get these um, women sometimes to wrap around that it can be food related. Right. So we're going to talk about that more after the break. That's right. 
You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you struggle with type 2 diabetes, insulin resistance, obesity, or polycystic ovarian syndrome, we recommend making an appointment with a weight and wellness nutritionist to get your food right. You may also have the added benefit of a new supplement we have that has omega-7 in it. And as we mentioned before, or something that we're going to be talking about later, omega-7 is a monosaturated fatty acid that helps to reduce insulin resistance by opening up the insulin cell receptors. The omega-7 in our office is combined with omega-3, and it's called Omegagenix Mega-10. It's omega-3 and omega-7 combined to lower that insulin resistance. Its recommended dosage is to take two a day, and we will be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Our popular menopause seminar is coming up on Saturday, May 20th in our St. Paul location. And this five-hour class will help you learn how to eat to support your hormones. It will help you discover ways to recharge your changing metabolism, which is inevitable, Mm -hmm. and understand how eating refined carbs and those yucky trans fats increase your menopause symptoms. You will also be treated with a a lovely lunch. And this class really does fill up fast, guys, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It does. It's a great class. Mm -hmm. So if you are perimenopause, in it right now, out of it, it's just a good class. It's just really great. So call to sign up. You can reach our offices at 651-699-3438. So before the break, we were talking about how many women come in with PCOS um, and their goal is to get pregnant. Right. And so we really help them actually visualize how what they're putting in their mouth is going to drastically affect their mm-hmm. PCOS symptoms Definitely. and, and you know, their fertility. Right, exactly. You know, here's a little visual. If you can imagine a balloon getting bigger as you eat a cookie, it's like that cyst growing every time mm-hmm. you eat a cookie or a brownie, right? Some of that inflammation. But what we really want you to be doing is eating some good meat or protein, um, some good vegetable and some good fats. And that's really going to help that inflammation go down in the body. Therefore, those cysts that you that you may be having mm-hmm. um, reduce. Definitely. You know, again, we realize the intense cravings for sugar and processed carbohydrates that people with PCOS have. We get that. We understand that it isn't easy to change what you're eating. But, you know, we offer lots of delicious recipes in our weight and wellness cookbook and nutrition guides guide and it really gives you a lot of variety you know this works we know this because we've seen it work in ourselves and others mm-hmm. and Brittany, didn't you have a great client story yeah yes, share I it do. with us well one of my clients um she came in and she had been she had been doing fertility treatments for about a year at the time when she came in and we went over her history and her symptoms And although she was never diagnosed with PCOS, I really think that that was the underlying um, problem at Mm -hmm. hand. And so she had stopped her her fertility medication, and we had her change some things. Fat, adding healthy fat was a huge, Mm -hmm. huge 
thing for her. And so by making those changes with food and proper supplementation, she actually got pregnant. Oh, wonderful. Within a few months. And she had a healthy baby boy. Oh, oh that's great. Yeah. That's so exciting. And and so much hope, you exactly. know, for clients out there. I mean, not clients, but just people out there that mm-hmm. are struggling with PCOS. Mm-hmm. Um, or any condition, really, that we've yes. talked about today that... You know, food can heal and food can make your life totally change. I mean, Jennifer's another living Mm -hmm. example of that here today. Changed my life for sure. Right. Did your client have food sensitivities, Brittany? Yes, she did. Um, So she actually needed to eliminate gluten and dairy. You know, we talked about earlier, PCOS is a very inflammatory condition. Yeah. So... We find working with those women that often they do have some food sensitivities Mm -hmm. at hand that are really just creating even more inflammation in their body. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, and and did she do a food journal to kind of help her find that out or what did or how did she, you know, make those transitions? Because they're hard when you tell clients to say, hey, no dairy. They look at you like... Either with tears or like, no way, I'm not doing it, you know. Yeah, exactly. And yes, I did have her food journal. I am a huge fan of food journaling Mm -hmm. because then she wrote down her food. Mm -hmm. She wrote down all of her symptoms. And then together we put the pieces of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. So then we were able to tell, you know, when she ate certain foods that this is what happened. And I know both of you have done that as well, right? right? Yeah, it was really helpful for me. And, you know, it wasn't always that I had intestinal distress. It could be a headache. It could be aches and pains. Mm -hmm. I might be more emotional. I mean, there's all sorts of different symptoms you can have. But the key is to pay attention and and kind of write that down to make that connection. Exactly. Right. And I think, you know, so many people don't have that mind-body connection Mm -hmm. just because we are, we have busy lives and we're working and we're got kids or got dogs or whatever we got (laughs) is keeping us busy. And, you know, we don't realize that the rash on our back is because we ate a muffin yesterday, you know, Mm -hmm. or the acne on our face is inflammation from hormones going wacko. And why are our hormones wacko? Well, we're having too much sugar, right? That's, you know, so it's, it's really a great tool to use that journaling. Um, And, you know, and, and I encourage people out there, even if you're not coming in to see us, which you should, (laughs) but um, to just do that and yes, be mindful. Yes. Be mindful. Absolutely. So I periodically will still do that. And I have definitely learned things about my body by writing everything down that I probably never would have made the connection before. Because mm-hmm. it just focuses or makes you focus on how your body's really feeling and making those connections. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a great point, Brittany. Um, and even in, in great to point out that even as nutritionists mm-hmm. and dietitians, we still do that. We still need to figure our own selves out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have some knowledge and and try to share what we can with people, but we all, sometimes we gain a lot more knowledge just because we listen to our own selves. Absolutely. So, so you know, back to our PCOS topic. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked a lot about food, and we always, always you know, focus on food first. And I don't think it's possible for women to reverse their PCOS symptoms and be able to lose weight without focusing on their food. But 
We have a lot of people that come in and they want quick results, right? Yeah. We are in a society where we want things quick, That's quick right. fix. Or, you know, some people feel like their hormonal clock is just ticking. Mm-hmm. And so they start getting nervous. Yeah. So they want to know about those key supplements. So longtime listeners, did you realize there's a new omega on the block? So it's omega-7. We talked a little bit about that on break. And, of course, if you've listened to our show, you've heard about omega-3s, omega-6s, mm-hmm. and all the benefits. But do you know about those omega-7s? Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about that. The omega-7 is actually a monosaturated fatty acid. So, And that omega-7 food source uh, on the weight and wellness plan are going to be those healthy fats like avocados, macadamia nuts, um, lard, and fatty fish like anchovies and herring. And, you know, so, so don't, uh, so go out there and load up on your anchovies for snacks, right, guys? <laughs> and there's also a healthy fat that you'll find omega-7s in sea buckthorn. And what omega-7 is found to do is lower this insulin resistance, lower this inflammation in our arteries, lower cholesterol, and triglycerides. So it really, it's really helping people lose weight and just you know, their numbers are looking so much better and it can help you also if you're having, you know, those PCOS symptoms by reducing the insulin resistant, like I just said, but that insulin resistant coding on the cell receptors. So more sugar goes into the cell for energy and less gets stored as fat, mm-hmm. which is what we need and want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we carry a product from Metagenics, just like we mentioned before I mentioned at break, and it's called Omega Genics Mega 10, which is certainly a mouthful. Right. And it's a combination of omega-3 fats from anchovies and omega-7 fats from that sea buckthorn we mentioned. You know, our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. It's a simple yet powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing. And you, you know what, guys? Listen up, everybody. Get your questions ready because next week on Dishing Up Nutrition, it's Ask the Nutritionist with Dar and Leah. It's one of our popular shows. So some of the topics they're going to be discussing are thinning hair, knee pain, and sleep problems. So thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks, everyone. Thank Enjoy the beautiful weather. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.